wooden posts. They looked up all big-eyed and terrified when Dimitri yelled, Did you mess with my board? No, Dimitri! They all chorused in unison, faces pale and perfectly innocent. He glared at them for a second, six foot with big, broad shoulders, black shaggy hair and at least three days stubble. He knew he could terrify them. Don't! Maddie bashed him on the arm. They're only little. They've messed with my board. Look at it. You're mean. Stop being mean to them. Look at them. She turned to wave in their direction. All four kids huddled together, their fishing rods clutched in their hands, their cheeks pink, waiting for their telling off. Dimitri sighed. You stay away from my board, yes? Yes, Dimitri, they chorused again. And while you're at it, stay away from my bike as well. I saw you the other day sitting on it. Yes, I did. Don't shake your heads. If it fell on you, it could do some damage. Don't sit on my bike. Can we ride on it again with you, please? He narrowed his eyes and shook his head. What have I started? He said to Maddie, and she shrugged a shoulder. You shouldn't have been so keen to show off your new toy, should you? She said, nodding to where his beautiful Triumph Bonneville T-100 sat, gleaming on the cobbled slipway. Dimitri followed her gaze, paused for a second to admire his bike, and then said with a shrug, I was excited. Maddie shook her head and, still feeling the slight sting of his earlier comment, she turned to the kids and said, I'll take you out on this, if you like. This was the sleek white 40-foot yacht she'd just repaired the engine of. Are you sure, Maddie, it's not your boat? Dimitri questioned, concerned, as the kids all whooped and ran over to jump on the deck of the boat, their shoes leaving tiny, dusty footprints on the gleaming surface. Yeah, it'll be fine, Maddie said, pulling on a big red oil-streaked jumper that came down to just above the frayed edge of her shorts. Sweeping away the wisps of hair that the wind was blowing in her mouth, she said, And, just by the way, with my mum, it's not that she can tell me what to do, it's that I don't want her to not want me to go. I want her to think that I could cope. It's a pretty expensive boat, Mads. Dimitri shielded his eyes from the low sun as he took in the huge white yacht. Can you see what I'm saying about my mum? She frowned, kicking one of the posts with her old Nike trainer. Then she added, The boat'll be fine. And anyway, she jumped down onto the stern, taking the rope she'd looped into one of the jetty rings with her to cast off. I can't say no now. Look at them. The kids were all sitting cross-legged at the bow like tiny figureheads, watching expectantly. See, this is probably what your mum's talking about. You're hot-headed, stubborn, you don't think things through. Dimitri shook his head, tendrils of black hair wobbling like a sea anemone. Oh, please! Maddie scoffed as she pressed the button to haul up the anchor. She just can't recognise that I'm not going to stay here forever and she's using the whole not being able to cope as an excuse. 
I think she worries that you've been too sheltered. Dimitri yelled over the sound of the 250-horsepower engine as it sprang to life. Well, as you say, it's time for me to grow up. Do it anyway, Maddie shouted back. Maddie, part of being a grown-up is realising when you've made a mistake, he said, wincing as she started to steer the yacht out of the harbour. The kids were clinging onto the tinsel-wrapped railing at the front, dangling their feet over the edge and laughing as the spray bounced up into their faces. Maddie ignored him, focusing ahead of her on a view so familiar it was etched in her mind. The wide blue sea, dark like sapphires, the little white horses jumping like skittish foals, rays of low winter sun darting off each wave like silver fish.